This podcast is distributed for informational purposes, and listeners should refer to important disclosures in the blog and the website for more information. Welcome to the WealthCast, where host Charles Bowinski and his guests share their global expertise and the most current information for your financial planning needs. Each inspiring interview will help you to maximize your financial stability and growth so you can have more time doing the things you love. And now, here's Charles. Hello and welcome to the WealthCast. I'm your host, Charles Bowinski. On this podcast, we give you the information that you need to know in order to be a good steward of your wealth and achieve the luxury of financial independence. Today, I'm very pleased to be joined by Scott Addis of Beyond Insurance. Scott is the CEO and founder of Beyond Insurance, is an industry leader, and has been named Philadelphia finalist for Inc. Magazine's Entrepreneur of the Year Award, as well as one of the 25 most innovative agents in America. Beyond Insurance is a consulting firm that offers leadership training, cultural transformation, and talent and tactical development for enlightened professionals who are looking to take their practice to the next level. On this podcast, Scott and I are going to discuss his concept, which he calls the Growth Mindset Index, and the general importance of having a growth mindset as you pursue your career, no matter what industry you find yourself in. Scott, welcome to the WealthCast. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much, Jazz. This is a great opportunity from my perspective, Scott, to talk to you about one of the articles that you, that you wrote about the fixed versus a growth mindset and how to think about it, how to use it to your advantage as you grow your career, wherever your career may be in business or in your practice or whatever your chosen profession might be. So why don't we start sort of at 60,000 feet And if you could share with me what sort of led to your thinking about the growth mindset, what helped you think about creating this gauge that we're going to discuss for evaluating your growth mindset and what you think the advantages to someone might be to adopt the growth mindset? Sure. It's interesting. I'm going to go back to uh, my college days. I was a psychology major at Princeton, and my, uh, my senior thesis was on learned helplessness. And the concept of learned helplessness is when someone feels lack of control over the outcomes of their actions, what happens over time, you become helpless. So I kind of never felt I'd ever use that again. I mean, it was fascinating and I went through it. And then as I got in business over time, what I realized you have some people that literally in the midst of adversity are always climbing, always progressing, always becoming better, but then other people somehow shun and move back. So it's interesting is that it really started, I would say my senior year in college with really studying the fact that learned helplessness is really a very debilitating situation is something that we need to deal with. So is learned helplessness the conflict between the fixed and growth mindset, or how does that fit into the structure? It, it is. And if, and if you think of mindset, first of all, what is a mindset? It's a set of assumptions, methods, beliefs, and attitudes that everyone holds. I mean, you have a mindset, I have a mindset, and it's so powerful that it orients the way a person thinks, acts, feels, and handles situations. So a growth mindset is a person that feels control over the outcomes. And when they feel so they can actually have control, they have energy and passion to move ahead in their career. 
On the other hand, if one has a fixed mindset, you said, you know, I really can't progress. I can't move ahead. So they become very stagnant. And I think there's both internal and external factors. Today, we're actually having this conversation in the midst of COVID-19 and on the back end of the election. And a lot of people at this point are feeling there are external factors that really impair their ability to move forward. And when that happens, you have a choice. You can say, you know what, I can either give up or I could progress. Yeah. So it's sort of about stretching beyond your comfort zone in so many words. Yeah. It's about understanding you have anxiety and dealing with anxiety and pushing through it. It's interesting, Chaz, there's a guy who I love named Paul Stoltz. Uh, Paul Stoltz actually is the Olympic coach teaching grit, resilience, and adversity for the 2021 Olympics. He's written six books, but anyhow, in one of the books he wrote called The Adversity Quotient, he speaks about three people, the quitter, the camper, and the climber. The quitter has given up on life. It's always someone else's fault. They never take personal responsibility. And his view of the world is quitters can be debilitating and stay away from the quitter. Now, the camper gets to a certain level and camps out. And they say, enough is enough. I've worked hard. I've I've progressed. It's now the time to take a break. But uh, the camper also has so much more potential not being realized. The climber is always trying to progress. And I feel in many ways, my profession in my life has been dealing with people that somehow are camping out. And I try to say, I think I want to inspire them to say, look, put your climbing boots back on and get to the next level. So I would say that the quitter, the camper, the climber is a good way of saying you're either in a fixed or a growth mindset. Gotcha. And so you, in your in your experience or using your experience with this, you've created a gauge to help people assess where they are and then to identify, I believe it's five areas that they need to address, correct? Yes, I did create a growth mindset index or survey GMI. So a person can go through a series of 10 questions and basically get their GMI, which is a growth mindset index. And you've used this with your coaching clients and to help them identify the areas that they believe they need to address? Yes. And in each area, by the way, they get a subscore for the five, which are passion, emotional intelligence, drive, gratitude, and resilience. And all five, by the way, are very important. Yeah. Let's, so why don't we just walk through casually through each one of those, and maybe we can talk about each one and see how they fit together in the big picture. Sure. Let's talk about the first characteristics of a growth mindset, and that is basically passion. And passion is loving what you do. I mean, you are, Chaz, a very passionate person, and that makes you very attractive. It stimulates your mind, motivates your efforts. So the first one is really focusing on passion. And does one have passion? And you think passion is something you can learn to have? Or do you think it's passion you develop by finally finding the thing that drives you? Yes, you hit it. Finding what drives you. But you can ask questions such as, how long has it been since I was so excited about a work-related item or something personally? Do I find myself getting excited when I share, for example, my value proposition or a unique innovation? Is my energy contagious? So you can actually score yourself in some ways on passion, but you know, passion is critical. It means you love where you are in life. Yeah, I think some folks would call it following your bliss, right? Finding the thing that really gets you up in the morning and finding the mechanism that you can use to chase that. Exactly. It's, it's really important in my experience. Those, those folks like yourself who've been really successful in their chosen area, wherever that area might be, it may be medicine, it may be business, have this inherent spring to their step. They really enjoy what they're doing. 
You can tell they enjoy what they're doing. And it doesn't mean you don't have a bad day from time to time, but they're passionate about it. They really love it. Passion is super important. What about uh, emotional intelligence, which I think is the second one you referenced? Well, it's interesting. A lot of people think that IQ is the determinant for a successful person. And I'm not saying it wouldn't be great to have all the smarts in the world, but all the research. And for example, a person named Angela Duckworth has done a lot of work on grit. She would actually talk about the importance of emotional intelligence. EI is basically being able to read people, being able to understand, being, being able to put yourself out there and try to understand how you might feel if you're in their position. And within emotional intelligence, it allows you, for example, to be more self-aware, to self-regulate, to motivate, to show empathy, and of course, social skills. So I would suggest that where passion is very critical, so is emotional intelligence. And would you say that in the aggregate, that, that comes across as authenticity and honesty and straightforwardness? Yeah, it's exactly. And Chaz, there's so many people today that are great people, but somehow they lack EI. They just don't know how to put themselves in the shoes of others. But I certainly believe that when you're talking about a growth mindset, it is very important to go ahead and say, how might that person feel? How do I make them feel better? And so forth. Yeah, I think uh, delivering advice, particularly in the in the advice business, it's really critical to be able to put yourself in someone else's shoes um, so that you can then explain the concepts or the course of action in a way that's going to resonate with that person. And at the end of the day, as an advisor like yourself to businesses or in my role, it's really critical to be able to draw that clear picture for someone between where they are today and where they're going to be and help them make the decisions they need to get there. Exactly. So um, this one, I think, is the next one I think is really important, at least in my observation, casual observation of people, is drive. Well, drive is basically the desire to succeed, the desire to go ahead and to move closer to your goals, the desire to go ahead and win. It's critical. What do you think the engine in drive is? Is it, is it necessarily monetary? Is it personal achievement? Do you, th- do you think it, it runs a gamut? Well, you might be surprised at this, Chaz, but I've actually asked that questions hundreds of times, and here's the way I frame it. I live every day with a fear of failure, and I openly share that with people. And in some ways, it's the greatest thing in the world because you work every day saying, what if I cannot meet this person's expectation? What if I can't do this? So in reality, it drives you incessantly. I would rather, I think, be a person who is rather than has fear of failure is driven for the quest of success. But as I opened up to people, I cannot tell you how many very talented, successful people say, Scott, it is that fear of failure that drives me incessantly. Yeah, that's been my experience as well. It's, uh, you know, I've described it to people, at least from my own perspective, as being in a race and knowing that someone is right behind you, that they're overtaking you at all times. In business, you sort of have to think that way, right? You, you You can't afford to slow. You have to continue to lean forward towards the tape. That is the easiest way that I've come to think about drive, but I'm sure everyone looks at it different, a little bit differently. Another angle to take, Chaz, is the, uh, that is one of grit. And grit is actually, I think, tied into drive. And if you think about grit, grit is basically your ability to go ahead and confront obstacles, failures, adversities, distraction, and plateaus in progress and move through it. And I would say drive and grit together are a very powerful combination. Yeah, you need, um, well, I think, you know, in my own experience, when you have obstacles that you need to overcome in your career, 
issues in business, whatever it might be, passion and drive get you through a lot of times those those obstacles, right? Because drive comes from passion in a lot, in at least in my experience, they're really closely related. And without having that, I've seen people run up against the wall, whatever that obstacle is, and not be able to overcome it for lack of that spark or that drive or that passion. I think that's a critical, critical observation. And I think, Chaz, that's what makes you very special. Well, thank you. How about the next one, which I believe is gratitude? I think with for those folks that are are successful and have been able to harness their drive to overcome the obstacles they, they've overcome and become successful. Gratitude is an important component of that, right? How does that, how does that fit into the equation in your mind? Well, you think about a fixed mindset, one that can't progress. The way I believe to move to a growth mindset is to start by realizing all the positive things in your life. And no matter how down you might be, no matter how many challenges you have, there always is a silver lining. Gratitude is taking the time to really appreciate all the positive aspects of your life. And it could be relationships, it could be health, it could be what you've done to progress. So it's critical to have an attitude of gratitude to move to the next level and have that growth mindset. Yeah, I think a lot of people that are successful don't spend a lot of time celebrating their successes. They have a success. They celebrate it for a second or are grateful for it, and then they move on to the next thing. That's the drive keeping you keeping you going forward. But it is worthwhile, I think, from time to time to sit down and say, okay, these are the things that I've accomplished. This is what I'm grateful for, whether it's the support of your spouse or your family or your colleagues or your clients or whatever it might be, just to actively think about those things without just moving on to the next thing is, is really important. And you could be just starting small. It could be a little thing you're grateful for, and that all of a sudden builds to something much bigger. Yes, exactly. You also talk about the importance of surrounding yourself with positive people. Define positive people for me, if you would. Well, you can look at the uh, a glass half empty or half, half full, and I'm not saying that everyone's like that, but there are certain people that are a fixed mindset that are always complaining and nothing's right, right and so forth, and those people can pull you down. So therefore, I would suggest if someone would, were to be challenged with needing a boost and an attitude of gratitude, try to find that person that just eludes positivity, try to model them, but also spend time with them. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And then I love your thought about thank you notes. Well, it's simply you reaching out to someone and thanking them for something they've done. First of all, uh, you will get a very nice response typically, but the sheer fact you're taking time to recognize others, that can be a very, very therapeutic and a uh, motivational step. And I think, you know, in the days of email, et cetera, a handwritten thank you note is a differentiator, right? It's It shows someone that you care enough to take the time to do it, which is very nice. And I remember uh, as a kid, my parents forcing us to sit down after Christmas or whatever the holiday was, birthdays, to write these handwritten thank you notes to all of our relatives or whoever gave us a gift. And that sort of tradition has sort of gone away, right? It's, it's there, but it's not practiced aggressively. I think that's a, that's a great idea. Exactly. Scott, the last one on your list is, or the last characteristic on your list is resilience. Let's talk about resilience for a minute. You know, we all get knocked down in life and some people get knocked down more than others. But at the end of the day, we have the decision to make and can we get up after we've been knocked down? So resilience is basically measured by how quickly you can recover after rejection or defeat. And what sort of 
steps can you take to master resilience? I, I think this is, you know, we all, we've all had difficult periods, you in sports or business or whatever. I'm sure there are things that you've had to overcome obstacles you've had to overcome that require resilience? Well, I would say firstly is in many cases, you shouldn't take it personally. It is not a personal attack on you when you're rejected. The second thing is when rejection occurs, uh, you have to know ahead when to cut your losses. When you face rejection, it may be wise to sit back and say, how much time, how much energy, how much effort will I put in is it time to go and cut my losses. Number three and most critical is a support system. And this is what we talked about before, a group of people that are positive, a group of people that truly care about you, that are authentic, having that support system there because when your ego is bruised, it's very, very important to have people remind you of the person that you are. Also maintain a uh, focus of control, things you can control and things you can't control. So often I know for me, I get in a tither and I got to remind myself, you know, Scott, I just couldn't control that. So why did I go ahead and to beat myself up? And the last, obviously, and as we said before, is always try to remind you've got to have that positive attitude. Yeah, that ability to lean forward and the other way that I think about is to tune out the noise, you know, try to tune out the things that are just distractions and focus on the issue and task at hand and the fact that you're going to achieve what you achieve because you demonstrate passion, because you demonstrate emotional intelligence, drive and gratitude. If you if you harness those things, being resilient is a lot easier, correct? I mean, it just sort of comes with the territory. Exactly. So Scott, I know you've created an assessment the listener could use to evaluate where they sort of stand at this point in time in terms of these characteristics and overall growth mindset. And we're going to make that available in the show notes for today's episode. I wonder if you would also be so kind. I, I know you're an incredibly aggressive, continuous learner. And I know in, the, in this conversation, you mentioned a number of books. If there are other books that, that you think would be useful for the listener to read about these subjects, perhaps we could create a list of those and put them um, on the show notes as well. And we'll provide links to those at Amazon or wherever wherever those books are available. I'd be glad to. Oh, that's really great. Well, Scott, this is really helpful. I wish you tremendous continued success with your efforts. And I appreciate your passion. We've known each other a long time and it comes through in every way, how you do business, et cetera. It, this article was really helpful to me and I appreciate you writing it. Chaz, may I spend a moment on something, on my favorite quote? Absolutely. Uh, it goes back to 1907. This is uh, Theodore Roosevelt, and um, he was in France, and he says the following, the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up again and again, because there's no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the very best knows at the end the triumph of high achievement, who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. And I think what that's basically saying is that so often we've got to put ourselves out there and say, you know what, let's go ahead and try to go ahead and, and move to the next level. Yeah, I think that that's, that's one of my favorite quotes. Uh, matter of fact, I have it hanging in my office. We will put the full text of that quote in the show notes as well. That's a really, it's been really meaningful to me over time. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So Scott, thank you so much for taking the time today. I hope we have the opportunity to visit again and, and talk about uh, another 
subject that's important to you or that you think is important to, uh, to understand as a growth mindset individual. And I look forward to that opportunity. Thank you, Chaz. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining Scott and myself on today's episode. In the show notes for today's episode, we provided a link to Scott's article about the Growth Mindset Index, as well as a link to the Growth Mindset Survey that you can take to evaluate your score in terms of passion, emotional intelligence, resilience, drive, and gratitude. I hope you find it helpful. Thanks again. Thanks for tuning in to The Wealthcast. You can get all the details on this episode, our guests, and everything you need to know so you can create and enjoy the luxury of financial independence by visiting us at moderawealth.com slash thewealthcast. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you catch every episode. We'll see you next time on The Wealthcast. This has been a production of Twin Flame Studios.